It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get in rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare has served the community for over a century and is committed to being your healthcare partner. The main campus is located in Owasso at 826 West King Street with additional locations in seven counties throughout mid-Michigan. Services at Memorial Healthcare are provided by people who truly care about their patients, who take pride in making a difference in the life and health of the patients they serve through all phases of life. With a medical staff of over 200 and nearly 1,500 employees, Memorial Healthcare is proudly recognized as the largest employer in Shiawassee County. Whether it's life-saving emergency room care, bringing a baby into the world, or an annual physical, see what Memorial Healthcare has to offer at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger, small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, hello again, everybody. It's time for episode 217 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare. They're the home of the -the state-of-the-art now Community Wellness Center. Well, we're recording this Sunday morning, May 15th, and the NBA playoffs will be sizzling with two Game 7s tonight. The Lions' schedule is out, and the fans seem to be worked up that they have no primetime games. And the Orioles visiting the Copa at just the right time, a, a little jared karma there working the game so keep it up jared also we'll have a little bit of a tedertainment segment coming up here in just a little bit our other partners include pro real estate and auction nelson house funeral home rivals tap house and grill success group mortgage and servicing the wash of owasso and the als association of michigan and by the way May is ALS Awareness Month, so please consider a donation to the ALS Association. Major League Baseball will continue its support for the second annual Lou Gehrig Day right around the corner coming up. And uh, you can follow them at at LG4Day if you want to follow them on Twitter. Well, we'll get the uh, podcast rolling right after this. The Wash of Owasso is excited to welcome you to their new and state-of-the-art full-service laundromat. Conveniently located at 809 West Main Street in historic West Town, Owasso. They're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for the coin laundry, or you can drop off your laundry for wash and fold service Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 p.m. Too busy to stop in? No problem, as the Wash of Owasso will pick up your laundry right at your door and will deliver it back to you the next day. Go online to thewashofowasso.com. That's the Wash of Owasso. 
www.ghostlightsoundsystemsofgreatlakeso.com to view pricing or call 989-472-3322 and schedule your pickup. As a special three-point podcast bonus, enter code 3PP, that's the number three and two Ps, at checkout for 10% off your first order. The three-point podcast team welcomes the wash of Owasso to our team. Well, guys, before we get to our catch-up, I wanted to, Ted, in, in the intro, you always throw out our partners and everything, and you mentioned the Now Center, you know, at the Memorial yeah. Healthcare, or one of our newer partners. And I just wanted to mention, so if, if you haven't, follow them on Facebook. I think their their handle on Facebook is uh, Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center mm-hmm. for, for, the, for the Wellness Center. They are sharing. They You weren't kidding when you talked about it. They have a ton of classes, Zumba, yeah. Swim. And I don't know, just a ton right. of classes. So again, we, we've, we've been hyping it up, but people in the Owasso area definitely check that place out because I think whatever your like fitness level is or wherever you're trying to get, it seems like they have something for everyone. They do. You know what I think would be maybe the best ad we could ever do? Ted, let's get you to go take a before picture. Let's go have you, you know, put, get, put you through all these classes for a couple months and then let's take an after picture, man. And that's the only ad they'll ever need. Get you get yeah. your in rocking shape. The only, the only scary part is, man, it, it, it'd have to take a lot of money to have me take a profile side picture with my shirt off. That's all I got to say. <laughs> they, they'd have to up the ante from the corporate sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. How's the, uh, the family weight loss challenge going? I kind of forgot about that. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal too much because I don't want to give other family members any motivation. But uh, I'm doing pretty well. Nice. Doing pretty nice. Well. All right. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. the thing. You got to. You got to. I always. You got to start somewhere, and yeah. then you got to keep keep with it. So. Well, what I'm finding is, you know, and I'm kind of doing the intermittent fasting, and yep. then just just consciously watching what I eat, smaller portions. Yeah. Try to cut out as much carbs as I can. I still want to make sure that I you know, keep uh, a good uh, bowel movement ro- routine if you want to go there. So I got to get some salad and maybe every once in a while a little uh, wheat toast with no butter. But uh, it's going pretty well. And, you know, the first week I lost quite a bit. And then now it's been a gradual, you know, couple pounds a week. I weigh in every Sunday morning. So it, it's a gradual thing. It's a change that's, of lifestyle. That's the big thing, too. When you're seeing results, that makes you say, oh, cool. It's working. Yeah. Let's keep yep. it going. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see the the final results, the tally at the uh, the family reunion there. But so, yeah, I was going to bring up in our catch up. There's a, a video that's been going viral and it, it's still going viral. I hopped on Twitter this morning and there's still people sharing it like crazy. Uh, just the gist for people who haven't seen it. It's um, your classic someone recording um, an umpire at a Little League baseball game. And I, I wanted to bring it up and see your guys' thoughts. Cause I know Ted, you said you used to umpire, and oh yeah, and I did too. I don't, I, I don't know, Jared. Have no, did you I ever don't. umpire? You no. never did. Got so, me. so this video, it's at a. Let's keep this in mind. It's at a little league baseball game. Nine year olds, and it's clearly the parents sitting right behind the backstop, which you know actually you know happens quite a bit, especially at you know summer ball or little league games, and they're heckling the ump, heckling the ump, and finally the video starts. You know the ump's going over to the fence, and he's basically saying like, you know, zip it, like basically like. <laughs> You know, I'm about to forfeit this game if you guys keep this up. They keep it up. They keep it up. Finally, this ump has has the cojones to say, is it done? Uh, this game's over. He throws his hands up and says, that's it. And he starts walking off. And they keep yelling at him. And he turns on and basically says something like, you know, you're doing this at your nine-year-old's baseball game. Like, you're, you're the one that's looking like the idiot right now. Uh, and I'm out. And then right at the end, of course, there's some lady that thinks she's, like, proving some point. She says, like, 
this guy's a firefighter protecting your community and you're doing this. And it's like, okay, well, we don't even need to get into like how ridiculous that statement is. But anyway, what I wanted to bring up is, you know, so it's, it's great. I I think I I retweeted it and I think I are at three point pod. I think, you know, um, we retweeted it there too, but, uh, so I used to, at, so in Corona, I, I umpired summer ball from probably like eighth grade through college. My first couple summers back from college when I would go back. So like a good six, seven years, I, I umpired summer baseball in Corona. And it was, in a, it was a great summer job. Great summer job there. You know, you go do whatever, whatever other jobs you might have. Go at night, umpire a couple games, make some, make some cash and, you know, go about your day. But, and then I did actually end up becoming MHSA certified because, it was kind of my plan when I was graduating college was 08 when the economy was taking a dump. So people were like, uh, what are we going to do? And I was like, Hey, you know, maybe I'll fall back on being an umpire. So, you know, I did get MHSA certified. I, I did a quite a bit of umpiring and it's amazing, you know, seeing the replies, whenever people share videos like this, you get two sides. And I feel like sometimes with these, there's not really two sides. You get people who have umpired played and said, this happens all the time. You get people even defending the parents, berating the umpire saying like, they're competitive. You know, the umpire needs to just get it right. They're getting paid. They should just, uh, you know, they should be prepared to get this from the the parents. And I, I have to tell you, I did some JV. I, I did all the way down from little league, all the way up to varsity baseball. Little league parents are the worst. I never had the I never had the the nuts to you know forfeit a game and say this is it. I definitely had to turn around and tell some parents like like you know you need to keep it down or you know we're gonna have to stop the game. But I, I just so what do you guys like? Where do you guys stand on that? Like you know do parents is there a line? Can parents like chirp a little bit? Like say hey come on blue you know like open your eyes a little bit and that's it. Or do they have a line where you can just like be behind the fence? spouting off because sometimes i think you know some of those games i was open for the corona summer i was only making like 20 bucks a game and it's like i'm not taking you know this is back you know 20 years ago or whatever no but what's funny is i remember i had some buddies and i'll just say this right off the rip you couldn't pay me all a king midas's silver to umpire a game that's the worst job that's the worst job that's ever been created i'm sorry it's the worst i loved it uh 20 it was 20 bucks i remember i had some buddies that did it 20 bucks a game in 2015 so that's roughly you know a dollar per hour basically uh no it's horrible gig i would never do it um as for the parents man i don't i don't understand it ted you guys are both been parents matt you're you i can see hypocrite uh coming back and biting you on this because once you got your kids out there on the field and you're sitting there behind home plate and you know your little son strikes out on a on a bad on a bad ball and the umpire you know strikes him out i could see you maybe losing your cool behind them so i think it's a lot of people say like you know i'll never be that parent and then they end up being that parent but no it's it's way overboard who cares unless it's like a maybe a this is the first level i would say you could start complaining like varsity playoffs for that's that's when you can maybe complain to the refs or the umpire if it's really that bad of a call but no, I would never, ever, ever want to be an umpire. It's just the worst job in the world because of parents like that. Now, I do remember, I, and this is just funny, I remember this. Ted gave me an Inside Sports edition for my birthday one year. And I remember the very special, um, <laughs> like the cover was this like umpire camp back in like the 1980s where all like the youngest, like good umpires would go to like some MLB training ground. 
And I remember just thinking it was like the awesome, the coolest camp in the world. So if I went to that, then I would maybe consider umpiring. But no, it, it, parents are the worst nowadays. They've always been horrible, but it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, my opinion is, well, first of all, your math on uh, a dollar an hour well, for a think, game. Think <laughs> Game's like three hours long. I mean, basically taxes, deducted, man, like a dollar an hour. But, but throwing that aside, uh, can't agree more as far as parents. I mean, parents, I've, yeah. I've always had a real issue with parents in the stands just going nuts, losing their minds against the officials. I mean, you know, if they're any better, they should be out there doing it them damn selves. But right. at Little League especially, you got to be kidding me. I mean, Matt, you're a parent. I'm a parent. Like Jared said, there is no way I would make an, a, a spectacle out of myself watching my child's activity you know, getting on somebody that's trying to help out, you know, a, a lot of it's volunteer even, but even right. 20 bucks is kind of volunteer. And usually, oh, yeah. usually, you know, like when you're, when you're uh, umping little league games, you're a high school kid. Right. I mean, it's, it's nuts. I remember when I played, um, Dave Harvey was the high yeah. school kid at the time, you know, and he was the umpire and he was a cool cat, man. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, he did a good job. And, and like anything else in life, if, if you're going to go into that, I don't care if you're a high school senior, if you're in college wanting to work your way through, you do have to put the time and effort into it. And you do have to, you can eliminate a lot of the heckling and all that if you hustle, if you're on top of things. But if you're just sitting there going through the motions, you know, like Mr. Cool Guy behind the plate, you know, I do understand uh, some emotions when you're you're not given 100% effort officiating, but it's definitely unacceptable for parents to lose their minds. I wish these little league commissioners who run these leagues, I know they get together with the parents before the season, but it should be a no tolerance thing. You know, yeah. that video that you shared, those parents should be banned for life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like you, you kind of said, put the spotlight on you. That That's what I always think too. Like you're just embarrassing your child. Right. Because, you know, your kids over there, you know, the spectacles going on over here and, you know, the kids in the dugout are like, whose parents are those? Oh, those are your parents. <laughs> oh, your parents just got our game ended. Thanks a lot. And, you know, now you're the kids embarrassed and, you know, you're, you're just putting the spotlight on you. And it's also like teaching your it's kind of teaching your kid how not to treat an official. Mm-hmm. You know, Jared, you grew up, your, your dad's a coach and everything. So you probably heard this kind of stuff your whole life. Like, you know, it. There is a respect factor when you're playing sports with the officials. Yeah, you know, when you watch the NBA, these dudes just complain and complain about everything, the whole game, basically. They're professionals making millions of dollars, so maybe that's different. But, yeah, when you're in high school, there's a way that you're supposed to handle yourselves on the court or the field or whatever. And when you see your parents acting like that, you know, when you're a little eager, you might think like, oh, it's okay for me to do that. I'm going to start. You know, when I'm up to bat, I'm going to turn around and yell at the umpire when he misses a call. So, uh, like, there, there's just there's a way to handle things. At the, a, a handful of times, I remember parents in between innings would say, like, hey, Blue, come here. And I'd walk over the fence, and they would say, like, you know, is your strike zone, you know, it seems a little tight today, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Or, you know, that play at first, you know, it you know looked like he was safe. And then, you know, we'd talk about it and then move on. Like, stuff like that, 100% cool do that but when you're just behind the fence chirp 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 it's like what are you doing even even if it is a varsity game or whatever you know it's still like 
it's not like those guys are making millions of dollars umpiring. So and I, I have to say though, Jared, I, I'm a little surprised. Worst job in the world basically was your take. I mean that, and, and I'm telling I mean you, clarity, man. And I, maybe because I, I just grew up loving baseball, and you know, I, I still do enjoy the game. Like that was a fun. That was a fun job. That was one of my favorite jobs, being involved in the game. I would say, like if if I was a varsity baseball coach at some school, I wouldn't require it, but I would highly, highly um, encourage my players in the summer to umpire little league games and get involved in the game. It's a good mentorship opportunity. You're you're involved in the game. You're you're learning the ins and outs of the games. You get a respect for being an umpire and getting all that stuff going on. It was a great game. The best time that I was an umpire, my, my first summer back from college, I worked at Chippewa Hills and I, I, you know, was basically mowing grass and doing all that stuff there. I would do that during the day. Then I'd go umpire a couple games at night. That was a hell of a summer. I was probably not really bringing in, bringing in a ton of money back then. It felt like it, but yeah, you know, well, no, I'm surprised because Ted, you umpired. Did you have anything like that when you umpired? Oh, absolutely not. I had no issues. I mean, in fact, when I first got involved, uh, Dick Moffat was running the Corona Youth oh, Program. Man, you're throwing out some legendary hey, names. You know, that's the generational thing here. But Dick Moffat was running it, and he basically turned things over to me. I was like, I don't know, 14 years old, you know, a freshman in high school, and he said, you know, run this league, you know. And I was out there riding the trailer, you know, doing the field and I mean, all I'm that. Sorry, it, I don't. You might have been the best freshman in the world, but that league probably took a severe hit when a freshman <laughs> in high school took it over. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, you know, I do have that kind of personality. I mean, I, stuff like that doesn't bother me. I mean, I mean, right. the umpire and I, you know, there, there were, there were definitely fans throughout my umpiring and basketball refereeing career that would get on you, but you just got to move on. And like I said, at the very beginning, uh, if you're, if you hustle, if you show the effort that you're putting into it, usually you can stop them pretty quickly because they know you're trying, you know, but right. still there's, there's still those idiots out there that they just don't get it. And they're, you know, they're the, they think their little Johnny's going to be a major leaguer and you know, and you're, you're hindering it with your bad calls. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's the cycle we live in in this society nowadays. I mean, you know, what you're talking about, that video, that's just an adult version of bullying. You know, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's not, and it's sometimes probably not even related to the kid. It's more like, let me just try to like alpha this guy in public yeah. is what it feels like. But even Matt, I'll even disagree with you. I, the fans, even the parents should never be talking to you during a game. Even if yeah. it is a nice, like, conver- that is the manager's job to be telling you, you know, if, if you missed a call or if the, the strike zone was off or whatever, that is the manager or the coach's job. That's not, you should almost never have to talk to uh, the parents during the game. And, and that's yeah. what sucks about baseball. It's so slow and <laughs> there's so much time in between pitches that, I mean, you hear every single word that those parents are hurling at you. And, and there's no, there's no surprise why we have a shortage of umpires with you know all the problems we see all these viral videos we always see of these bad parents man i mean it's no surprise like i said it's in the 20 dollars an hour it's just not cutting it anymore kids are getting smarter they got video games now and believe me they're not gonna go sweat out in the sun and get yelled at for 20 bucks an hour then you you see the extreme ones where like parents start a fight with the umpire there's been like a ton of videos of that it seems to be like more like aau basketball Seems to be where it happens, but they they try and fight the umpire, the the ref after a game. So, yeah, that stuff's not worth it. But I just thought that'd be interesting to bring up before we move on. I was gonna show. I know Ted, you like the you know like behind the scenes stories of like you know TV Absolutely. productions and stuff. Yep. Jared, you said you're working the the series this weekend with the Tigers and Orioles. 
Yep. Uh, I just we just wrapped up. We did uh, the Big Twelve softball championship, um, the the conference tournament. And a funny thing happened yesterday. I'll try and keep it quick because I know we're on a little schedule. So yesterday was the championship game, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And so Oklahoma is the number one team in the country. They're just a they're a juggernaut. They've been they've won like 14 straight conference tournaments and they're just they're just incredible. Game goes, you know, softball seven innings. Bottom of the seventh comes and we're going to extras. The commercial break in between the bottom of the seventh going to the top of the eighth. Everything goes black. And we're all like, oh, oh no. Where our cameras go. What happened? Well, what happens out at site is uh, all the, the truck and everything that's feeding the cameras, the mics and everything, you know, back to us runs on generators. And these aren't like your little $50 generators you pick up at Walmart. I mean, these, these are, are generacs. Right. Yeah. And there's there's always two, you know, there's a primary and a backup. And when it's supposed to kick over from the primary to the backup, because, you know, we're running over like three hours or more now, it didn't kick over to the backup. And everything goes to black, you know, we're, we're, the game continues obviously, but we're not on TV. And so obviously everyone's blown up and on, on Twitter or wherever, like, Oh, ESPN, what's going on. And, you know, we get it figured out. We only miss like two or three batters that, you know, they figure things out and then we're back up and running. But just one of those things that's funny, like sometimes <laughs> shit happens type of thing. Like, what do you do? Well, again, the behind the scenes thing I want to know about what were you doing and how, what communication goes on when you, you know, you're missing those two batters or who's, who's I mean, in it, charge? The, the cameras were still like shooting it. So like they, they were still community. They were still able to like talk back to uh, our producer and director, mm -hmm. but that's it. There's nothing we can do. I mean, once, once they figured out that was the problem, that it was the generator, you know, power or just sit out. <laughs> Sit back, waiting. There, there's nothing you can do. Just you know. and, and that was just probably just the cherry on top of the the game going extra innings. I mean, I don't care who you are. That's a that's a freaking knife to the gut. Yeah. <laughs> After a nice long day of work, yeah. the, the softball game they just couldn't quite figure it out in seven innings. Had to go extra. Yeah, yeah, that's just funny. So, got it figured out. Everything went well. So, well, good deal. Um, a couple other things I have here in this part of the show is uh, I want to say congratulations to Katie Richardson. Uh, she won the initial Fatel Family Scholarship of $2,000. So she's going on to Western to study nursing. Um, a very cool scholarship that was set up by, you know, my brother John uh, coached a lot of basketball, including yourself, Matt, and some of his former teammates got together and and put a kitty together to start the scholarship it's called the fatel family scholarship but really it was it was to honor john and his coaching career but it's it's a really cool thing to be a part of and again congratulations to katie richardson um well done you know and it's it's we're underway now giving out money every year how about that that's cool also i wanted to mention jared your buddy noah jacobs and a friend of the podcast is running for mr owasso he's a uh, uh, I believe his proceeds are going and to the uh, humane, society. Uh, humane society, correct? Yep. yep. And it's a really cool event they do every year. Obviously, you know, raising a lot of funds for charities, and uh, it just always cracks me up. You know that, and, and this is no diss at all, but I always thought it was funny when some, let's say, prominent Corona person like Noah <laughs> runs for a title called Mister Owasso. I always thought. You know, if they really want participation from throughout the Shiawassee County area, just a simple thing to change it to Mr. Kerwood or something like that, Mr. Kerwood right. Festival. It, it's just something that always just a little bit bugged me being a, you know, a Corona Cavalier. 
Thoughts. But Mr. Owasso sounds awesome. Sounds like you literally, but I didn't, I had no idea what it used to mean. So I just thought it was, oh, you're just like the coolest guy in town. Right. It seems like something you would have maybe ran for back in the day. How come you never? Because uh, uh, it, was, it was called Mr. Owasso. Exactly. <laughs> no, it would never be something I would probably run for. <laughs> Though I will say this again, uh, all joking aside, it, they've raised a lot of money for different yeah. charities, you know, throughout the beginning of that contest. And kudos to everybody that uh, participates. It's all volunteer stuff. I mean, Noah's putting a ton of time yeah. and effort into this. And we want to wish him the best of luck in his uh, quest for the title. I think they just had uh, a golf scramble yesterday, didn't they? Yep. And uh, if you got, you would have saw a three point pod, nice little hole sponsor out there. Oh. Um, yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, no, it's it, like you said. It's a pure, about as good of a competition as you can have. I mean, all proceeds go to, to uh, you know, local charities. It's awesome, man. And, and it's cool that he's running for. I mean, like you said, it's not it's not as simple as throwing out a couple things. If you really want to, you know, do a good job, it's not as simple as throwing a few Facebook posts out there and having a lunch at Roma's. You know, it's it, you actually got to do a lot of fundraising. He's running all over the place. He's got golf outings going on. He's like running 30 miles across uh, Lake Houghton or something. Yeah, uh, Houghton Lake. He's going to do a run around Houghton Lake for money. Wow. Yeah, so no, he's doing a great job. And and you know, he's when you think of that award, and I think it's somebody who would be able to raise a lot of money for it. He's probably the first guy that would come to my mind. Come to mind. So hopefully he wins it, man. Best yeah, it's cool. Ho- hopefully he wins it. And Ted, I can just picture hearing that you you could. He's running around Houghton Lake. You could give um, little boat tours around Lake Manitou. Yeah, or you know. Uh, to, to slow it down a little bit, I could actually maybe run around Lake Manitou. I couldn't run around Houghton Lake, though, I can tell maybe, you that much. Maybe Hopkins Lake? <laughs> Roughly the same size. <laughs> uh, before we move on into NBA stuff and uh, more of our sports potpourri, I know we've had a couple comments. People like to get caught up a little bit on some of the local sports we have going on, and I'll just use this segment to tell you that in high school baseball, New Lothrop, they're ranked number five in Division Three. They spanked Frank and moved 12-2 to two to improve to 22-1 and one wow. on the season. I mean, New Lothrop's got a great baseball program over there. I mean, great in all great, sports, isn't it? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty I mean, breeding ground, man, of, of like – just great, like high school athletes, I, and and they've even had a lot of college ones. I mean, yeah, Cam Orr and Amari Coleman way back in the day. I mean, I, I don't know what's in the water over there. I mean, I think it just has to do with coaching, but a lot, to, lot to do with coaching, you know. And by the way, you know they're doing construction at Nick and Nice Complex, fully underway right now. And you know to kind of segue to the new Lothrop, of course, he had a, a mythical state championship at New Lothrop in football back in the early '60s. Uh, before he moved over to Corona. So, but the, the, the work is underway there. They're doing a great job. They are saving the track. I, we yeah. talked about that last week and uh, I, I gave John a quick call this week. I said, you know, cause I saw it and I, I thought, man, that's very impressive. The construction crews over there really, really uh, wheeling and dealing and they may get it done on deadline. I mean, that's the Thank thought, you. you know, the first game is a home game and they're hoping to have it done. But I mentioned to John, I said, Dan, did you ever think about putting a camera on top of the scoreboard and doing kind of a time-lapse video of the entire construction project? And uh, he did mention that the athletic director, Jason Beldiga, has been uh, doing different drone uh, shots from above, you know. So I think that's what they're going to end up putting together as a video. Probably pass it on to Jared to edit it. Yeah, probably. What's funny about that? Um, <laughs> a time lapse oh, would be cool, oh, though. 
wasn't it? Yeah, those yeah. videos are the best ones of those are the, the baseball, like when it's a Notre Dame game at Fenway Park or something, right. and it's moving the baseball field and then bringing it all the those. field. It's it's awesome. Those those yeah. time lapse videos easily maybe the most easy viral tweet you can have. Yeah. Right. Or when they oh. change like a, a basketball court to a hockey arena or you know, right. the other way around. Yeah. I did have a couple more local high school stuff. Number 10, Chesanine. They're ranked number three. Uh, they split with Owasso in a doubleheader. So the Indians are now 16-3-1. And I tweeted this week from the uh, MHSAA. They had a pretty good article about Tyler Sager over there and those no-hitters we talked about last week. Uh, Owasso downed Corona 14-7 also in this week in baseball. And in softball, Owasso pounded Corona in another doubleheader, 21 to nothing and 10 to nothing to clinch a share of the Flint Metro League uh, title, finishing in a tie with Clio at 17 and 3. Macy Ireland tossed a no hitter in game one. The Trojans now 21 and 5. We're geared up at Z925, too. Hopefully, they can get through the districts because we're going to start following them live on the air uh, for regional softball action and see if they can repeat as state champions. So, Fingers crossed there. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, that's not that's uh you talk about maybe jinxing something. Just all right, yeah, we'll see you in regionals. Oh god, hopefully they get there. Oh no, I know it's a it's a risk, but you know, we had to take it that way. Uh we're gonna be uh right back here, talk a little NBA basketball and a few other things right after this short pause. Memorial Healthcare is proud and excited to open their new $40 million plus neurology, orthopedic, and community wellness center, now called the Now Building. The 15,000-square-foot facility features the highest quality, most sensitive 3T MRI available on today's market. The three-story building provides area residents a medically-based wellness center featuring nutritional, counseling, and group fitness classes, among other offerings. Memorial Healthcare's new wellness center includes locker rooms, private showers, steam rooms, sauna, a lap pool, and more, including a raised track for walking and running with views of the entire Memorial campus and surrounding area. Memorial Healthcare strives to bring healthcare and wellness together, servicing patients' needs from diagnosis to treatment to rehab and beyond. For more details, go online at memorialhealthcare.org or call 989-720-CARE. That's 989-720-2273. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. All right, guys. I mean, uh, you know, we are recording this on Sunday. Two game sevens in the NBA. We got two teams already set for the conference finals. But uh, thoughts on uh, what's going to transpire today? I mean, it's it's set up to be. We've already talked about a lot. The NBA playoffs are probably our favorite professional sports playoffs. Mm-hmm. March Madness aside, obviously, 
the NBA playoffs just deliver over and over again, even with some of the blowouts that they've had. But, uh, you know, two game sevens. And these are the two series that we've kind of been talking about. The Suns and the Mavs. The Suns, you know, Jared's squad, they've, they've been the best team in the NBA all year. And then you've got on the other side, the Mavs, who probably a lot of people were sleeping on, but they've got that one player in Luka Doncic who can just carry a team. And then you flip over, you got the, the the defending champs in the Bucks, you know, with Giannis, the freak of nature. And then the Celtics that are just that homegrown. They've drafted all these dudes. They've brought in a couple guys like Horford and some other guys. But otherwise, they're going off of Smart and Brown and Tatum, guys that they drafted, and they've built this team. And they're just like a hard-nosed team. I bet, Ted, you probably love watching the Celtics play. Mm. And, um, it's I mean, it's two game sevens. It's anything it, – all you can ask for in sports. And there's been a bunch of game sevens in hockey, too this weekend. So, uh, I, I get, it's the whole, get your popcorn ready. I mean, these game yeah. sevens are going to be incredible. So can't yeah. wait. I actually, I have a bit of a confession to make. Um, last night I, I watched a hockey game. I know gasp. I watched a hockey game and, uh, I just got to throw this And The reason that I ended up watching was because like you said, there's five NHL game sevens this weekend. I mean, that's mm. nuts, man. It is. And then two NBA ones. I mean, it, like you said, get your popcorn ready. Uh, but if you don't know this stat and you're not familiar with hockey, this is the one reason I tuned in last night. Toronto Maple Leafs, since 2018, they have had 10 series clinching games. They've lost all 10. And I just don't know how that, like, I just, I saw that yesterday. I just go like, what the hell? I got to tune into this damn game when you know what? They lost. Uh, we got three more NHL game sevens today. But as for the Suns and the Mavs, man, I, I'd be lying if I felt good about it. It's, Chris Paul has been a shell of himself since like the New Orleans series. Um, Luka Doncic is a man possessed. The home crowd, you know, nobody's won a a game on the road yet in that series. So that's the one thing that makes me feel good is, hey, you know, this crowd has really rejuvenated them every single time. But something about Luka Doncic in a game seven, that's something you never want to see. But I think the Suns will somehow, some way find a way to advance. And I think next season will really be the season for Luka. As for the Bucs, I mean, how impressive has this series been just in general for them? They were, they're without Chris Middleton, and yet they still are probably the best team in the in the entire uh, league. So that's another guy. He's even worse than Luka. You don't want to see Giannis in Game 7, so I'm going to have to go with the Bucks in that series. I think he's just the best player in the league. He's going to go off and probably get 50 today. Tatum is pretty damn good as well. I mean, he went toe-to-toe with Giannis in Game 6, but until the Bucks lose with Giannis playing the way he is, I'm not going to pick against them. You know, it's hard. I, I agree with you on the pick on Phoenix. I think they're going to prevail just mainly because of the home court. You know, I think uh, Booker is going to come up big in that game to help clinch it. I go the other way, though, on the Celtics. Uh, I, I think Celtics at home, they're home, right? They're going to, I think they're going to prevail. I mean, Giannis, he's just a, he's just a beast, no doubt about it. And the guy that really has impressed me with the Bucks is Holiday, both, both yeah. ends of the court, man. That kid can play, but Jason Tatum, you know, I, I'm sort of a casual NBA fan till you get to the playoffs, but that dude is a stud. I mean, he can play with anybody. I mean, he's a he's a top five NBA player, I think, especially the way oh, he's yeah. playing in this in this tournament. And Horford, we've talked about him, his his comeback and his play against Giannis, both defensively and the, his points he's putting up. I just think the Celtics at home, the mystique, even though it's not the original parquet, I, I'm going to think the Celtics are going to win that one, the close one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I, man, it it's kind of tough. I want the Celtics to win because I think a Celtics Heat series would be great. 
But if I had to make some some predictions, I am I am kind of sticking kind of like what Jared was saying. Mm-hmm. Until someone beats the Bucks, I'm not going to bet against the Bucks, especially with a player like Giannis. I think in a game seven, if you've got one guy, even with Tatum rolling, like you're saying, Ted, Tatum is on a roll, even with him. Mm-hmm. I think Giannis is the guy. I mean, there he's gonna he's gonna put that team on his back, and I, my pick would be he's gonna carry them to a victory. But I think it'd be cool to see the Celtics win. And on the other side, even though I I would love to see CP3 lose again in the playoffs and see the Suns go down. It, kind of the same way. I think Luca is a guy that can win a game seven. You know, if you need a guy to win you a game seven, that's Luca. But I just think the like the home court Phoenix, I think will carry him. And, and Phoenix obviously is good. So I'd probably kind of with Jared go go Suns yeah. and Suns and Bucks. But uh, the games are going to be great either way. Oh, yeah. And, well, and know, I, I also think that. It, 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 if I had to pick, I think the winner of both these, and I mean, you guys would probably agree with me. I think the winner of both these game sevens is is going to, you know, make it out of the East and the West. You know, maybe you yeah. could say the Warriors might beat the Suns or the Mavs, but no, I really do think whoever wins these two games is going to end up in the NBA Finals. So, what a great playoffs it's been so far. Let's just hope, you know, whenever you have two games like this, you just hope that one of them is legendary. You know, just right. give us one of them that goes down to the wire uh, and, and we'll be happy. So, for all the people that probably have already, you know, seen those games and seen the results. Hopefully we got at least one good game. Yeah. I disagree with you on one point. I, I think the Warriors are going to win it all this year. I mean, that's that's where my money is. They, they seem to have it together. You know, it was weird. The game that they uh, they lost, it was like they were sleepwalking through that game till they got back to San Francisco. And then, you know, with yeah. that home energy, just, just drilled them. No, I think Mem- Memphis, I think, was like the – the perfect storm type of thing. They just play in that defense that they mm-hmm. played. That was the only way that you can beat the Warriors. If you have that kind of defense and then a player like John Morant to, to get you buckets. And obviously he was hurt. So that's why they lost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else is really like that in the playoffs. You know, the, the Suns don't really play defense like that. The Mavs definitely don't play defense like that. So yeah, I actually, I, I would probably lean towards the Warriors making it to the finals, but I could also see this. the Suns are good. I, I I can't stand Chris Paul, but the Suns are really good. Mm-hmm. So. The, the Warriors, outside of Draymond Green, man, they're so soft. It's You're going to see it. Draymond Green already has like 10 flagrant points, so he's a couple fouls away from being ejected from uh, you know another game. And that could swing a series. We've seen it. 2016 yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Steph Curry, you know, I, he's he cracks me up and he pisses me off. I, I've realized this. He's the one player I don't like on the Warriors. I love everybody. I else. Still, wasn't he your like your guy? I thought you liked Steph Curry. Oh what? no, I don't think so. God, you no. like you like the Warriors, didn't you? No, I, oh, okay. they've always been LeBron's rival, so I've never liked them. <laughs> um, but I, the only reason I don't like them is because of, is because of Steph. You know, and and of course, as soon as they're up by fifteen at the very end of that game, he's you know running out the clock, dribbling for the whole entire shot clock, sprinting, taking a layup. As soon as he makes it, you know posing for the crowd it, it, i just yeah I, I just something about him i just had and i know i'm a hater for saying that but i i'm just rooting against them i'll put my hand up i'm 100 hard rooting against the warriors the rest of the way uh ted i, I do want to swing it back to this because this was so wild to me james harden uh just total fall off a cliff I, i've never seen anything like it in my entire life a player just totally going from like maybe the best player in the league to the worst in the course of a season. I don't know how I, but maybe a lot of people are throwing out the comparison to Allen Iverson. And I recently just like kind of followed that story. I didn't realize that Allen Iverson was basically off the pistons within like a couple months of that trade happening. I mean, that was crazy. 
Uh, but Ted, the reason I want your opinion is because you you know you had a long career in softball. Did mm-hmm. you ever have like a sharp fall off, like one of the last years before you finally hung up the cleats, or did you were you a steady uh, player all the way through? No, I, I was pretty steady all the way through. I mean, I at the end playing softball, um, it was just a matter of my eyesight. You know, I was starting to wear bifocals, and you know, <laughs> it, it was getting a little scary out there. You know line drives or hot shots you know so i decided yeah. this was the time to get out but i you know i'm still i was still very competitive all the way to the very end so i, I get your point but um I, I got out when when i needed to you got out before the game quit on you type of <laughs> yeah, thing yeah I, I remember my my buddies my co-workers and i we still talk about the fall before covid so it would have been fall of 2019 was the last fall that we played um through through work but you know we right. go we do it through a um like a rec league down here flag football and it was the first time and we're mostly we have a couple guys that are like maybe your age jared you know like mid-20s but most of us are kind of my age low 30s maybe pushing 40 type of thing and um you know all former athletes and stuff like that but it was the first time admittedly we were all like maybe kind of what we're talking about we're starting to we're creeping over that hill because we definitely hung with every team we were still good but we were playing teams that were guys fresh out of college, still in their low twenties, still like, you know, maybe in their prime type of thing. And there were definite games that we were like five years ago, we would have been smoking these dudes, but for some reason we can't keep up with them anymore. (laughs) Or like the, you know, the stamina, you know, like after one big play, we're all bent over and they're still like ready to go. So we, we say like that, that season we were like, yeah. All right. We, we can feel it now. We're all 37 now. We're not, we're not 22, 24 or whatever. Serious, so, oh, yeah. I feel like I've already hit a big decline in my athleticism. I'm freaking 23 <laughs> years old. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like, you know, when I hit like the 30 mark or the 40 mark, it's, it's pretty scary actually. It's the whole, it's the whole, the 40 year old virgin. Is it true? Mm-hmm. If you don't use it, you lose it type of thing. <laughs> I mean, like it, we were, we were actually yesterday at work, we were talking about it. Like if you don't like, legitimately like I shoot around at the Y, you know, before I work out, I'll pick up a ball, shoot around for 10, 15 minutes. But, you know, I'm just like casually shooting around. If you don't legitimately like compete, that's a different kind of thing. Like the first time you go up and try and do a move and go for a layup, your body is like, Oh, Oh man, you're back. Or, you know, even golfing, you know, if you, if you haven't golfed for like six months, the first time you you, like make a big swing, you're like, Oh wow. That did not feel right. Mm -hmm. So well, yeah. you're right at you're right at that age, man. I mean, look at no. me, 65. I mean, but but that just goes to show you how amazing athletes like LeBron James and Tom Brady are because they've passed that plateau and they're still yep. at a right. world class level. You know, that's that's stunning what they both have done. You know, even though Lakers obviously disappointing with their record, but LeBron James, he's just a freak of nature, man. Right, playing that game. It doesn't doesn't uh doesn't hurt to have top notch nutritionists and oh, trainers true. and you know you get massage therapists and all that kind of stuff. That's what I always I always tell people is like it, it was so easy like to when I was in high school you know think about like basically you were almost like a professional athlete in the sense that your job was like your sport real I guess like somewhat school but that's pretty easy to stay on top of if if you have a brain. Um, so, so basically your job was like your sport and, you know, you live at home, you got, you know, your mom to cook for you and provide some groceries for you. I mean, it was the easiest thing to, to stay healthy and regimented and work out all the time. Like 
so that's what I always tell people is like, yeah, it's not like when you're in high school and you know, you're still at home. Like I have buddies at home who are kind of still following that same sort of like regiment. It's like, yeah, it's a freaking piece of cake. Wait till you get out on your own and you have to make your own meals and you're working all the time. Believe me, it's not that easy to, to stay in tip top shape. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. We're talking about this obviously in the sports world, but I know I have, uh, I've kind of made a couple comments at different times. Like, Oh man, Jennifer Aniston's really still looking good. And so, wow, JLo too. And then my wife will say, well, yeah, they don't do anything but have trainers and nutritionists working with them all the time. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like it didn't go over too good. Yeah, it's kind of like their job to stay attractive type of thing, whereas it's our job to like work or you know whatever. exactly. But, I mean, um, the lame excuse probably should still be you know taking care of our bodies, but it's it's a good excuse to use nonetheless. Absolutely, yeah. it works. Yeah. Uh, move moving on in our sports potpourri. Uh, yeah, how about the the NFL? You know, announcing their schedule. Lions got theirs. Uh, no prime time. The only team with no prime time game. Is it a big deal or not? No, they don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. And I'm not trying to be like a hater. Or, you know, like anything like that. Like I, they they've I, like I've I've tweeted out. They've got hard knocks. They always have Thanksgiving. I think with where they're at, coming off a three win season. Mm-hmm. it's it's fine and even dan campbell came out and he may, maybe was joking a little bit but i he loved said, it yeah he said like he, he no problem with it he loves one o'clock games get in get out you know and you're on with your day like right. <laughs> man, some people are fired up about it too like d- disrespect know. they they start throwing out the detroit versus everybody and it's oh. just like hey, get over it we won three games last year like i i think we all know it's a matter of time before the lions get booted from thanksgiving day so if we don't have a primetime game but we always have that i thing, don't think so i, I, I know, don't either I yeah. that a little bit uh exaggeration but yeah but you know that people definitely don't want to see the lions on thanksgiving day no. yeah and, and that's the thing it's like think about all the times that you know we're getting ready for a monday night football game and it's like the jets versus the browns so at, at least the Lions aren't going to be one of those teams that people are pissed about, you know, late in the year that, because they have that prime time slot. Mm-hmm. So no, they don't deserve it. Three wins last year. No, uh, I will say this though. The only thing I always look at when the Lions schedule comes out is week number one, which we play the Eagles, which is, you know, kind of a figure out what exactly this team is right off right away, which is both great. teams really. Yeah. yeah. And then on Thanksgiving day versus the bills. I mean, that's probably the most, that's going to be the best, you know, Thanksgiving day. That's the best team we've played on Thanksgiving day in a long, long time. That's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Yeah. And, and just something about the Bills playing on Thanksgiving, it feels right. Yeah. So I can't wait for that game either. Yeah, I kind of like the way their schedule shakes out. You know, it, it is a it is a schedule to me. It looks like they could definitely double their win total, even push eight wins, I think, from the way it lays out. If they get off to a good start, the first two games at home against the Eagles and Commanders, isn't it funny to say the Commanders? I mean – it just doesn't flow quite right yeah. yet. But uh, if they can get those two wins and go on the road and beat Minnesota, they could be off to a good start. Now, I, I see two two and one after those first three weeks, and maybe they can get a little confidence. You know, they're going to get the hard knocks bump, I think. Right. So that'll be cool to see. Uh, I also wanted to throw in here, guys, this is kind of a, a side note. So yesterday I'm, I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden my pops gives me a call, and he goes, man, I was just reading the paper. Aiden Hutchinson, $37 million. What is the world coming to? You know, and I mean, he's really worked up because he's not a huge fan. He doesn't, he thinks the Lions made a mistake getting Hutchinson. <laughs> That's actually surprising. No, Why, who he, did he want? Uh, did he even, did he know who else is on the board? Who did he well, want? 
he just said, oh, shit, he just got drilled by Georgia. He couldn't even keep up with them, you know? And I said, well, that's it's a fair so point. True. That's a fair that's point, true. Dad. And then I go, well, Dad, if you want to really blow your mind, you know, Hutchinson's getting $37 million, you know, for playing football, that vicious sport. How about Tom Brady getting $37 million a year to talk? You know, and that kind of calmed him down. Yeah. You should you should have said I should I, I talk about football all the time. Why can't I make thirty seven yeah. million doing that? No. I, I like that he's like worried about the Lions like cap space. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> meal. Uh, I'll tell you what, it is kind of cool, Jared. You you know, down the road you're gonna be having your conversations with your old man, but it is kind of cool. Uh my dad and I do have this relationship, especially when it comes to football. We may not always be watching the games together, but when there's a good classic game on, I mean, our phones are blowing up, you know, did you see that? And all this and that it's, it's been a kind of a cool relationship that I'm kind of his go-to guy when it comes to a football conversation. So it, it'll be a memory I'll always carry with me. So that's fun. Oh, that, it is cool. Hopefully. And, and there are that it's definitely very cool. And uh, a lot of people are already questioning Hutchinson. So because of the contract, because of obviously the draft pick and everything. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of eyes on him this year, man. There's oh, going to yeah. be a lot of eyes on him this year. Well, the one thing too, about his contract, I mean, it's guaranteed, you know, four year guaranteed contract. That's not all bad. I think he got $25 million as a signing bonus. Set wow. up for life. Set Hope up he has for a good life. accountant. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. do with a $25 million check? Right. Man. I, I you protect yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll never know. Hey, Continuing on in uh, just kind of our potpourri, uh, Jared, you are working the Tigers-Baltimore series. I mean, we always have to bring up the Tigers, at least during this time of the year, but they had been struggling, but Baltimore comes in, perfect time. They at least got a couple wins there. If they can, you know, pick up a win here on Sunday, any chance of turning things around? I mean, they're eight games back in their central division, but uh, uh, what do they got to do maybe to to right the ship? Get healthy. <laughs> yeah. That's that number one. I mean, my yeah. still hurt. Manning still hurt. Uh, Riley Green still hurt. We still haven't even seen him this year. Uh, we just lost Michael Pineda, our new, you know, free agent signing for the probably for the year with a broken finger. So that was a big time bummer yesterday, despite winning the game. Um, I don't know. It's it, it, they got to keep their bats going. And, and I just don't know. Can is this team as good as we thought they were? I mean, time will tell. I, I just. It's a lot of games left, a lot of games to be played. It's nice to finally have just some positive momentum rolling. Right. Um, and we mm-hmm. finally got a series win for the first time since, like, I think April 14th first Kansas City won, like, I think the third series of the year or fourth series. So it's nice to finally see this team get some positive mojo rolling. And let's just see if they can keep it going. I mean, you're not going to make back eight games in one week. So just let's just, you know, from here on out, let's just have a winning record and see where it'll take us. That's what I was going to say. They basically can't lose any series the rest of the year. You know, if you have a four game, you can split it, but you can't have the, what they just came off like an eight game losing streak or yeah. whatever. When, you know, you can't have anything like that anymore. No. So what do you think about that? You know, obviously the record's not very good, but I think we're all in agreement that it's not because of the manager, but there are people now also starting to lose their minds saying, Hey, Hinch isn't the guy, you know, it's just not working out. I, I, I think, what are you talking about? A manager can only do so much. You yeah, only right. throw the players out there. He seems to be, he knows the game obviously very well, and he also handles himself very well. What else do you want in a baseball manager? 
Right. I mean, I I, th- I think we all, maybe our expectations were a little high coming into this season. The roster does still have a lot of holes. And then the injuries. I mean, you can't ignore three of our starting pitchers. You know, if you say Manning, Mize, and then now Pineda, hurt. <laughs> so you can't. I mean, that's tough to replace. We're already having to bring up three, four, five guys from the minors to make starts. I mean, mm-hmm. it. we're not even two months into the season. So I just hope they like kind of like we were saying, get on a little roll. I'm not saying all of a sudden rip off 20 straight, but you know, just start winning some series. Yeah. You know, maybe pull a sweep here and there. Like hopefully they win today and get this sweep. All right, cool. We're feeling good. So right. we'll see. Any inside baseball information from you and Bally on, on uh, Clemens. That sounds like the kid can hit the ball. Yeah. He's, been, he's, been, he's been good in the, in the minors. I mean, I, I don't follow the minor leagues as closely as I probably should. I mean, I have been seeing he's been, he's been going, going kind of semi-viral a few different mm-hmm. times the last couple of weeks. It's a good story. I mean, I hope he makes it up to the bigs and, you know, we'll see what happens when he gets there. But I, I don't, I don't think bringing up Cody Clemens, is going to solve all, solve all of our problems. Well, no, 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 but, but like it might be, get a chance. Yeah, right. It might be that might be that like Badu spark that we've talked about, right. you know? Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're caught up on that. Um, I think we'll finish off the podcast with a little entertainment. I know Matt, you got something because I saw you tweet it. So we'll be right back with a entertainment segment right after this. Looking to buy items online, go to crauctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. crauctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to crauctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out crauctions.com today. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. We'll start to entertainment. Jared had to go for some work duty, so it'll be just you and I, Matt. I know you had a chance to get into the new Hulu series, a five-parter called Candy. First Candy. of all, let's get your yep. thoughts. Yeah, so I'll be curious to hear. I, I doubt Jared's watched it yet, so next time we talk about it, I'll, I'll be curious to, to hear if he's even seen it or whatever. But So, yeah, it's on Hulu, and I forget. Do you have Hulu? I know you got basically every other series. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've watched the whole thing. Oh, you have watched it. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll give my few thoughts, and then I'll I'll be curious to hear yours. No, mm-hmm. no spoilers because I haven't finished it yet. I won't. Um, we're we're three episodes in, and so yeah, for 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 people who don't know, Candy, it's on Hulu. Um, the star is Jessica Biel. She's she produced it, and then she's the the lead actress and and the the I guess secondary role. I'm blanking on her name right now. What I know her from is she was Rose in Rose two and on and Two and a Half Men. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, those are the two basically main characters, the two women, and they're both fantastic. I mean, they're both play these roles so well. And so, like I said, we're three episodes in and it's like a, I can't, we, we kind of wanted to finish it last night if we wanted to stay up till three in the morning or whatever, <laughs> but cause it's one of those shows, like you, you just want to just watch it all. You just want to watch it all in one go. And it's, so it's about a, you know, it's one of those based on a true story from back in the seventies, eighties. 
um, you know, a, a serial killing or, you know, a, a murder type of situation. I don't want to give away too much, but. Well, I would say it's a 1980s version of Lizzie Borden. Okay. You know, you, you, you know, that name this was back so. in, back in the 1800s or something, Lizzie Borden uh, apparently axed her husband, I believe, but okay. it kind of, it's more of an updated story on that. Gotcha. But yeah, it's, it's gripping. I I feel like I remember hearing about this, but like, that was it. Like hearing Mm -hmm. about this story, you know, maybe, maybe when they were talking about doing the show, um, but I didn't know any of the details. And, and I've, I've told my wife a few times, like, I really want to look it up, but I also don't want to, before watching the rest of the show, I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to, you know, see how things play out or whatever, but I will, once we finish the show, I'm going to read more about it Mm because it's really interesting that, so the show, and I love how the show is laid out. It's not just like a timeline going through, you know, they kind of bounce back and forth and, you know, they go back and then they go forward to, you know, and, and I like how and that kind of keeps you engaged in the show, you know, makes it a little interesting. So the production is really good. The acting is really well, or, or they're, they're really good. Um, you know, they play the roles really well. And yeah, it's, I don't know, me and you, Jared always laughs at us. I love I these know. like murder shows and stuff, but <laughs> No, super interesting. You probably remember the story. I mean, that you were I, actually that's one I don't remember, okay. but I, I I agree with everything you're saying about it. You know, if I was I watched the whole thing, I would give it at least a two point eight on the three point scale. Um, Jessica Beale does a great job. I mean, she's she's a she's an underrated actress. I think she did yeah. she did a great job with this and producing. And I think if you watch the series, watch closely on the set design because if you want to go back to the late 70s early 80s with macrame hanging on the wall and different things you know the the color scheme of the kitchen and the bathroom stuff like that it's dead on it's exactly what it was like in those days and that that took some thought uh by the production people as well so yeah uh, i think it's very good i think you and your wife will really enjoy the last uh, couple episodes yeah, like I said, we, we wanted to watch last night. We were like, oh, do we want to pull this all-nighter type of thing and finish? But we'll, we'll probably finish tonight. But I was going to ask you about that first if you watched it. And then also, does it like is it like a time portal taking you back? Because that's what oh, we yeah. said, the the cars, the houses, yes. the colors, the, you know, the phones, and like everything is just like spot on. Oh, I think she, I think it was her car pulled up to the neighbors and it was like a, a, a green station wagon i'm not yeah. sure what brand it was i've made the comment to my wife i said oh man i want that station wagon <laughs> yeah. that would be very well, cool and then the one dude is driving like a, a yellow i think it was like a volkswagen truck and yes my wife and i both were like wow that, that truck that's actually a cool truck yeah yep. but no i highly recommend so yeah i'm not going to give my scale yet but no super interesting you know the story and then just yeah every the production value and everything is very high so you've got hulu i would definitely recommend it and it's only a one it's one of those it's just it's not going to be like a season two right it's just right i know it it, it wraps up yeah Yeah. it wraps up you know and speaking of these kind of shows maybe it is good jared's not here so i can get some thoughts in with without getting ridiculed um (laughs) (laughs) uh the staircase you know what that's about Mm -hmm. have you ever heard the staircase well the staircase it's another one of these uh murder mysteries um it's about a guy that uh, his wife is at the bottom of the staircase, you know, and the big mystery is, well, did he kill her or did she just fall down the stairs? And lots of blood involved in that, in that part of it. And there was a documentary made in 2004 
that was on Netflix. You can find it. It's called The Staircase and really well done by these French uh, filmmakers. Well, this is uh, a current series with actors portraying the people that in real life were involved. Michael Peterson, he's the husband. Very strange background with him. He's a he, he's a novelist. He uh, wrote for a newspaper, I think, in Carolina, as a matter of fact, Matt, and uh, ran for office down there. But he had a very dark past. He's a he, he, he was an admitted bisexual, you know, and there were there were different uh, photographic things on his computer that the police found. And that got all tied into the whole case. Uh, it's just it's very, very well done. The series is on HBO Max and so I haven't watched all, the whole thing. This is a true story. True story. Yeah. Oh. So the first one was the documentary. If you want to see the whole background, I would recommend at this point, if you didn't see that, watch the series. And then go back and watch the documentary with the real people. It was it's it's just an amazing story. And then so oh. the the circuit did they ever actually solve the case? I guess or is it still kind of like ongoing um, type of thing? It's it, I don't want to give anything away because yeah. it 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 had kind of a bizarre a bizarre uh, finish as far as the court proceedings. So it's they it's well worth framed. watching. They they probably just framed someone and said that's good. Let let's move on. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil that one. No, that uh, sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd, I would check it out. I think I think it's very well done by the actors too. Colin Firth plays the husband, and yeah. uh, Tony Collette plays the wife, and uh, it, it it definitely has sucked us in. And it's one of those though that irritate me. Like the Hulu one, it was five episodes every night of the day, of the week, right? So they play an episode. You couldn't you couldn't binge it until the whole thing had been presented. Yep. That's not so bad, but the one that the ones they do on HBO Max, you got to wait every week. So oh, if right. you want to be caught up, you're watching it every week, and then you're going, "Oh, I can't wait! Why can't I watch the next one?" You yeah. got to wait a week, or you just wait till the whole thing's done and then binge it all. Right? That's yep. the two choices you have. That's the beautiful thing I like about Netflix because it once it's there, you can watch it all. Yeah, yeah. HBO is definitely they're trying to keep you paying for that subscription, right? Right. Yeah, it's different <laughs> different marketing things, you know. But right. if, if you wanna if you wanna get out cheap, then you just you're not gonna get the water cooler talk, but you can right. uh, wait till the end and just binge it for sure. I got one final thing, Matt, before we wrap this up. Uh, it's um, it's network TV. You know, we don't talk about network TV too often, but um, my wife and I, for most of our network TV viewing, we'll watch. Dateline, 48 Hours, you know, and and those type of shows. And there's a few sitcoms we mix in there, but very, very few hour dramas. But This Is Us. I don't know if you've oh. watched it or watch it. No. I highly recommend it. I think it might be the best network television show that's been on in a long time. I mean, they get a solid 3.0 out of 3. They're wrapping up their run with their last couple episodes coming up. And just to give viewers or listeners a background, maybe doesn't understand it. You know, it was about a family that uh, the mother was going to have triplets. The one of the child, one of the children died in delivery. So there was two left. And then there was a, a young African-American family. Or, you know, they, they delivered a boy and they had banded the boy. So this family that had the twins adopted this African-American kid. So they, they were all born on the same day. They're all yeah. raised as brothers and sisters. And it's the story of the Pearson family. And the writing, the acting, it's just 
amazing. So somewhere down the road, you know, if yeah. it gets posted to Netflix or something, I would say you and your wife would really enjoy This Is Us or anybody out there that hasn't seen it yet. It's just outstanding television. Yeah, it, it's been highly recommended. I feel like you've even talked about it on here before, maybe even mm-hmm. Jared, but um, multiple people have told us. I think my, my parents watch it. Even I think my parents one time when they were leaving a visit here, because it does it air on Sundays? No, I think it's uh, Wednesday evenings. I think it might. Yeah, actually, it might have been a Wednesday. They were leaving like midweek, and they were planning their hotel stop on the way back <laughs> so they could hit, uh, you know, be be in their hotel to watch uh-huh. This Is Us. But and it, but and then it's been on now for what's probably like seven years or seven seasons yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, finally and, reached the conclusion. Yeah, I don't. Oh, and it is it's series finale, not just season finale. Series okay. finale, two weeks. Yeah. So I'll be, yeah. I'll definitely be tuning in. And it's one of those, it's one of those shows, man, that, you know, it's got comedy, it's got tissue moments, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I couldn't recommend it any higher. Yeah. It seems uh, like I, that. I don't think I've ever heard anyone who watches it say that it's not good. Yeah. And then like I set up in the beginning, I mean, network television, they did it right with this one. There, there's a lot of network TV shows that, you know, not that swing good. And miss. Swing and miss. <laughs> um, I'll wrap it up with this. We've talked about podcasts before, so I'm glad Jared isn't here for this one. Uh, Talking Sopranos, okay? I finally finished, okay, 91 episodes. They run anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours each. I've listened to every one of them. They had their finale because they went through uh, episode by episode. Uh, If you're ever looking for a podcast out there and you are a Sopranos fan, it's a must to listen to. Yeah. Oh, uh, if you're a Sopranos fan... I guess and listen to podcasts, but I, I if I had watched it, I would definitely be all yeah. about it because maybe some people aren't as interested in the the behind the scenes stuff like we seem to be. But yeah, hearing the behind the scenes stuff, hearing stories from actors, like why certain scenes played out this way, why the script was written, that yeah. stuff would be super interesting to hear. And it is, and and to wrap it up, and I think you'll appreciate this one. You know, and I'm always looking for different podcasts. Obviously, we want everybody to listen to Three Point Podcast, but you know, <laughs> you got to mix it up once in a while. Once yep. you're done with the hour of Three Point Podcast, move on to something else. This is another one that I just started listening to. It's it's so good. It's called Fly on the Wall, and it's hosted by David Spade and Dana oh. Carvey. And it's the inside look of Saturday Night Live. Okay, yeah. they have a Saturday Night Live guest on every episode, either a writer or a guest. Like the current one I'm listening to, they're they're chatting with Tina Fey, oh. and you know David Spade first of all, and Dana Carvey are hilarious, especially when you're listening to them. But they're they're mixing in imitations, you know, and and different things. So it's comedy, it's interview, and it's a behind the scenes look at Saturday Night Live. So. I, I recommend that one. That's one I'm listening to. I think it's only like 14 episodes in, so I'll be able to be caught up on that one pretty quickly. Yeah, I've I've seen some clips from that one, and uh, I, I I'm glad you said that because when I've seen clips, I've wanted to like bookmark it and, mm-hmm. and check them out. Definitely, like when they have like Tina Fey would be good. Have they had um Have they had Adam Sandler on yet? I think so. Um, the, the very first episode's Chris Rock. Oh yeah, so, so, so like certain people, like if they have Will Ferrell, I would definitely want to listen to that one. Adam right. Sandler, like I said, it would have been cool if if Chris Farley was still around to to hear that. But no, that I, that's definitely one thing. Like podcasts, obviously, we like podcasts. We have our own podcasts, or it's such a cool uh, form of media because like anyone can do it. 
So you have all these people now like, yeah, this behind the scenes stuff at SNL. And like we, we talked about last week, there's people from the office doing the same thing that um, the Sopranos one talking about every episode of the office. And there's probably going to be even more, you know, with, with certain shows, maybe with this is us, maybe in a couple of years, there'll yeah. be one where the actors or the director or something talk about that show. So that stuff, it's just super interesting to me. Cause you know, even though we talk about sports all the time or whatever, like, you know, that, that stuff maybe to some people can get old. It's just the same sports takes, same sports mm-hmm. talk, right? you know, wherever you go. But to hear the behind the scenes stuff of Sopranos or Game of Thrones eventually, maybe, or, you know, SNL, that stuff's pretty cool. Well, we'll save Game of Thrones for Jared next time he's back on with us because there's a new, uh, it's a prequel coming out oh. that, that's going to be coming up before we know it. And I just want to get his take before it starts to air what he thinks is it going to be good is it going to be a big disappointment who knows and, and you know, like you talked about on our, our podcast yeah we talk sports we give our opinions on sports we mix it up with a lot of different things that i think uh the listeners who have definitely responded back to us i think they appreciate it and and we we definitely like to hit, have the the feedback from them what do you, what would you say is the best way for our, our listeners to get a hold of us is it twitter I mean, yeah, probably definitely social media, Facebook, yeah. you know, cause we, we post our podcasts and a bunch of other stuff on Facebook. So mm-hmm. even a message or even just comment, you know, we have some listeners who comment yeah. on almost every Facebook post we do. And then Twitter, right. you know, just, you know, tweet us back or whatever. We do have the email address. People don't use email as much as they no. used to, but you know, you can shoot us an email three point pod at gmail.com. But yeah, I would definitely say follow us on all our social media at three point pod. And, you know, we reply and, we try to, you know, if you if you shoot us a topic, we'll try and get into it. Or if you give us a comment, you know, we'll read it on on the podcast and stuff. No, we we love all the support from our listeners and everyone. Absolutely, and we read every one of them too. Yeah, so that yep. that's that's important. All right, Matt. I think we've uh, we've carried on long enough. I am Let's... I'm curious. I was just going to say I'm, I'm curious too about the the Game of Thrones Game of Thrones thing with Jared. I'm curious yeah. if how the Game of Thrones ended. Right. If that kind of turned people off to this one, you know, if if because it kind of ended with a dud, yeah. if people are kind of like eh, whatever, or if you know they're kind of back like excited again, it'll be interesting games. for sure. Because like I said, I I almost a hundred percent it's a prequel, so it's a okay. it's a lot of the same family names in it, but it's earlier. So right. it, I'm sure the production value will be as good. I don't know if the same producer or writer is going to be involved, but if he is. Uh, it, it should be decent, and that's one of the ones that I can't believe I watched the whole thing after the fact, but it, I'm glad I did because yeah. it was really good, really good. Like we've always said, HBO puts out a good product when they put those series out there, man. They yep. do it right. Can't go wrong. Nope. All right, Matt. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I just want to tell our listeners this has been a three-point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the Now Community Wellness Center. Check them out for sure. Follow them on Facebook. Follow us at Three Point Pod and spread the word to all your friends and family. And make sure you let all our partners know you listen in and enjoy the show. They include Pro Real Estate and Auction, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing, The Wash of Owasso, and the ALS Association of Michigan. Until next time, so long, everyone. Thanks for listening and stay strong, Ukraine. Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org.
Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to 3pointpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.